In this episode of Locked On Capitals, the Washington Capitals lose in the first round again. How are they going to change this so this doesn't happen again next year? What changes need to be made? A former Washington Capitals assistant coach gets his shot as a head coach. And then the road ahead with the Washington Capitals, should the injuries facing the Washington Capitals concern you? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form on YouTube, so check that out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Well, welcome into this show and welcome to the official offseason. I know that there's a lot of Capitals podcasts out there that are kind of packing up their tent and heading out of town. Locked on Capitals will have you covered all year round. So all throughout the summer, we will have shows five days a week. Uh, In August, I think we'll have only three shows a week. But nonetheless, we will have shows for you year around covering your Washington Capitals. So the Washington Capitals face a first round exit again. Uh, And, you know, we've heard this and we've dealt with this for so many years. What changes are going to need to be made? We'll talk about that in this show. It's just it it seems uh, a bit frustrating that the Washington Capitals have not made it past the first round since 2018. And, uh, you know, kind of taking a look at this team, it is an aging roster. There are changes that are going to need to be made, uh, most notably in net. It's a conversation that I've had, and uh, most all beat writers for the Washington Capitals have had this entire season, is uh, that Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov have not been enough. And who are they going to get to uh, shore up that net mining position. Um, if I, you know, there's a lot of free agents out there, um, but none of them I, ca- I can say just from looking at them look like a real upgrade uh, from what they have right now. I mean, one of the biggest names circulating out there is a free agent coming up here in the form of Braden Holtby. Uh, Braden Holtby, of course, you remember from 2018, uh, who helped the Washington Capitals win the Stanley Cup, him and Philip Grubauer. Uh, what do you fans think? Would you like to see Braden Holtby come back to the district and kind of right that ship in net? It just seems that ever since he's left, uh, there's been inconsistency. I know that the two netminders this season uh, were able to piecemeal together 100 wins or 100 points, rather. So, I mean, it's not a horrible tandem, but it it just seems like, to me, it's an inconsistent tandem and something that needs to be addressed. So, I mean, that's what we're talking about. This past um, series here with the Florida Panthers kind of proved uh, to a lot of different people. And, uh, you know, I think to the Washington Capitals and their fans, this aging roster, um, you know, it needs an upgrade. It needs to be retooled. And uh, I honestly think that this Washington Capitals team is facing a rebuild. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it was just a matter of time. And in the post-game presser, uh, when they were talking to Alex Ovechkin, he kind of broke down and almost seemed like he was going to break down into tears at some point when he was asked if he thought that this Washington Capitals team as is could make another push for the playoffs. And I mean, it's a, you know, probably a bit hard for him. He's played with Nick Backstrom and John Carlson and TJ Oshie and, and the likes of that for quite a few years. So to kind of, you know, have an honest assessment of oneself and look in the mirror and say, you know, we're not as young as we used to be. Uh, if you take a look at Nick Backstrom and his hip injury, they're saying that he might, uh, you know, he might need surgery or he's even kind of toying with the idea or he was asked about if he'll retire. We'll talk about that later in the show, but it's just that, you know, it's kind of a sad thing in a certain way that uh, this nucleus of players um, kind of has been with together for quite some time, you know, except for the net mining situation. I know that it's not the complete same uh, lineup as the 28 uh, Stanley Cup winners, but, you know, for, for a good chunk, uh, even before the Stanley Cup, it was it was these players that were out on the ice, T.J. Oshie and John Carlson and Alex Ovechkin and, uh, you know, the likes of that for quite a few years. So it's kind of a daunting thing and kind of a scary thing, I suppose, for a lot of those players to look in the mirror and say, hey, you know, a lot of us might not come back next year. It uh, almost seems certain that it was Justin Schultz uh, last game with the Washington Capitals as he's going to be a free agent and kind of the the low man, low guy on the totem pole as far as, um, you know, wanting to get re-signed. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of great value to this team. He didn't have a really spectacular season. And, you know, if we're going to look to go younger, and let's face it, that's what this Washington Capitals team needs to do as the NHL is getting younger and younger this Washington Capitals team as of now is getting older and older and uh, is one of the oldest, if not the oldest team in the NHL. So, you know, that's what they have to do. And it's going to be a, a lot of tough questions that need to be answered. You know, I've heard John Carlson's name and I was talking with uh, Michael from uh, Stars and Sticks yesterday. And he that was his assessment is that it might have been John Carlson's last game with the Washington Capitals. And, uh, you know, if you say that to a lot of people that are like John Carlson, the all-star, you know, one of the best uh, defensemen in Washington Capitals history. Yeah, well, I mean, there's going to need to be big changes that are made. It's not going to just be um, all the low-hanging fruit, uh, so to speak, on the team. It's going to be some names that you have known to love for many years. And it's going to be hard to get used to um, looking at this Washington Capitals team without a lot of players that have been here for some time. But growth is what's needed to move this team forward. If you take a look at the Washington Nationals, they are facing that right now. And that's what all these teams that, you know, when you go through a rebuild, that's what it's about. You look at the players and you assess the talent on the ice and you look at it and you say, this isn't working. And if it's not working, then changes need to be made. You can't keep a group of players together merely just because they're friends and, you know, it's nostalgic and it's what you want to see on, on the ice. You need to put a winning product out on the ice. And uh, that's definitely not what this Washington Capitals team was. Uh, if you, you know, just let's look at this series against the Florida Panthers most recently. And uh, they just got outworked in almost every single way. And you kind of saw them look at each other and like, you know, I don't know if we have enough fuel in the tank to take on this Florida team. Uh, you know, the Florida Panthers came at him with a lot of offensive power. And uh, some great net mining and some, you know, towards the end, some great defense there. And it just seems like no matter how hard the Washington Capitals pushed, it was not enough to, to get over that hill. And, you know, let's face it, if they were able to, for some reason, get past uh, the, the um, 
the Florida Panthers. Would they have made it past round number two if they were going to play the likes of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning? You know, I just don't think that, you know, everyone would say, well, Dan, they did it in 2018. This is not the 2018 uh, Washington Capitals out on the ice. And I think that everyone kind of knows that. So that's what I'm talking about is that there are going to be some major changes that are going to need to take place in this offseason. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable for a lot of Washington Capitals fans. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about some of the news of the day. I know that uh, this season's over, and this is a Washington Capitals podcast, but being that it is the offseason, I'm going to talk about a little bit of news around the NHL and uh, just some coaches that are changing and some player updates. We'll talk about that next. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so in this next segment, we are going to talk about some news around the NHL. Um, You know, just because it is the offseason and there's not a lot going on with the team right now, the biggest news of the day is that we do know that Barry Trotz was fired and his replacement uh, is a name that should come as no surprise, Lane Lambert. Yes, the assistant coach uh, under Barry Trotz was the replacement for Barry Trotz. And uh, haven't we seen this before? Maybe you remember Todd Reardon and that whole experiment and how that went. And I got to say, just kind of a surprising move from the New York Islanders. You know, I thought that if anything, they were going to go, you know, before um, uh, Gabby Bruce Boudreau signed with someone, I thought that, you know, that they, they would try to go after him. And, you know, to a certain extent, I think that maybe that's why the Vancouver Canucks, who seemed kind of undecided on, um, on Gabby, uh, that they ended up re-signing him because I think that they know just based on how the free agency uh, that looms and all the different coaching carousel that they did not want to lose uh, Bruce Boudreau. So I, I don't think that there was a lot of options necessarily for uh, the New York Islanders, but uh, just a real surprising move. Uh, if you just take a look at it, you know that uh, Barry Trotz has a pedigree and a proven track record of winning to replace him with Lane Lambert, who, who you know who has been a, an assistant coach for quite a year, quite a few years, but is an unproven commodity. So to go from a proven winner to an unproven commodity seems to you know be a bit questionable. I mean, like I was saying, if you take a look at the Washington Capitals uh, when they let Barry Trotz go, they went with Todd Reardon, and how did that go for them? Not too well. So it's just. You know, there's got to be a whole lot more to that story, if you ask me, to, to go from, like I said, Barry Trotz, a proven winner, to Lane Lambert, who did a fine job as an assistant coach. But ultimately, we do not know how well he will do uh, as a head coach. Lane says he spoke to Barry last week, and Barry told him he hoped he would get the job. They spoke again today, and Barry said he was thrilled about the news. 
And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's Barry putting on a strong face. And I think, like I said in a previous podcast, that, you know, uh, the world is Barry Trot's oyster and that he could probably coach anywhere that he wants. So I think that ultimately Barry knows that, you know, if that's how you're going to treat me, you know, kind of this was the same treatment that the Washington Capitals gave him. Why? <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Why does Barry Trotz get this cold shoulder from teams that he did such a good job with? I know that this, uh, you know, season didn't end for the Islanders the way that they wanted it to, but to turn on him for Lane Lambert, it just, you know, it really makes me scratch my head and wonder what is going on there. And then in other news, uh, the Golden Knights uh, fired coach Pete DeBoer. Uh, I think that he would be a good fit on a lot of different teams as well. And just kind of the fickle nature of the NHL, you know, that this was the first year that the Golden Knights didn't live up to expectation. They've only been in the league five years, mind you, that, uh, that, you know, they're going to turn their back on Pete DeBoer. So who's next? You know, it's, you know, it's like the circus, dun, 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 you know, and it just, it keeps going. One coach, you know, gets recycled to the next coach, to the next coach, to the next coach. And uh, anyway, who is going to end up stepping in and, and being the head coach of the Golden Knights? Um, they haven't been in the league for very long and they've already going through a bunch of different coaches here. It just doesn't make to seem a lot of sense. GM Kelly McCrimmon, head coach Pete DeBoer and assistants Steve Spott and Ryan McGill have been relieved of their duties. Assistant coaches Ryan Craig and Misha Donskoy will remain on staff. Goalie coach Mike Rossetti will interview with the new staff when they are appointed. So, just some kind of crazy news uh, going on. And I expect to see quite a bit more coaches being changed in this off season. Um, you know, like I say, the coach is always the fall guy. So if anything ever goes wrong on a team, let's just blame the coach. Let's not blame the players or God forbid the GM. Cause let's face it. In most cases, when the GM is changing his head coach is he's trying to save his own butt. That's what he's trying to do. And uh, he knows that if he doesn't make some kind of statement move, like I fired him, that he, you know, he fears that his butt's going to be on the line and he's going to be the one that gets fired. But, you know, it's a tough role to be a head coach in the NHL and really in most any professional sport. You can't get too attached to any position because if you have one bad season, you're probably going to be out. But the good thing about the coaching carousel is that if you're a decent coach at all and worth your salt in any way, that you'll probably land on your feet and with another team. But, uh, you know, it, it's just, it always baffles me that they think that, you know, they're just going to kind of throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. You know, that's what I'm saying, especially about Lane Lambert. Uh, you know, to get rid of Barry Trotz, a proven winner, you know, take a look at his record with the Capitals, with the Islanders and the Predators to replace him for Lane Lambert and, you know, the Pete DeBoer thing, it's just so crazy to me. All right, after the break here, we're going to talk about the injuries facing the Washington Capitals and what's ahead for this team. You know, I think that there's going to be a lot of, of changes, you know, like I talked about in the top of the show. What are those changes going to be? We'll talk about that next. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they'll be here tomorrow. So go get them today at Built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret. You know, because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. 
Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake, enrobed in it in 100% white chocolate, and even added sprinkles with 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. This limited-time flavor is an amazing option. If you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Go to Built.com to get birthday cake puffs now. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's right. Use promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at built.com. All right. So, in this following segment, we are going to talk about some news around the Washington Capitals. And I know that the Capitals have been eliminated, but there are some other players out there that continue to play. Martin Faravari will play with Slovakia, Slovakia, excuse me, in the IIHF World Championship. And Michael Kempney will suit up for um, Chechnya. Uh, this year's tournament is in Finland caps. I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, that that is going to be, you know, kind of good for those guys that, you know, that the Capitals made a quick exit that, that, uh, that they'll get a chance to, to continue to play. And especially a guy like Michael Kempney, who did not get a lot of playing time during the regular season, kind of keep his skills up because he is also a free agent and most likely will not be resigning with the Capitals. I would be most surprised as a matter of fact, if he did, but Martin Faravari, I will say most likely will return to the team next year, but good on him for uh, representing his home country of uh, Slovakia. And uh, we wish both of them nothing but the best. So, you know, just talking to some of the players and what their thoughts are about this Capitals team going forward. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be hard decisions, a hard summer for us, but it is what it is. I want to win. Alex Ovechkin reflects on his milestone year, battling a late injury and a long road ahead for the Capitals. And I think that that probably hits him the hardest uh, because he is the captain of the team. And I think that to a certain extent, he probably feels a lot of pressure uh, for this Washington Capitals team to perform. He is the captain, you know, and he did lead the charge, especially in the physical game in this series. And I don't think that ultimately we could have not asked for anything more uh, from from Alex Ovechkin, you know, he plays through injuries and uh, he did sustain an injury that it doesn't sound like we'll need a surgery, but uh, you know, that I think that, you know, he's kind of reflecting and kind of maybe realizing that his time with this nucleus uh, of players might be coming to an end. And then a thing too, about Tom Wilson and everyone, every, every night when there was a playoff game, everyone was hoping that they would see Tom Wilson on the ice. And, you know, is Tom Wilson going to be in tonight or the next game? As it turns out, GM Brian McClellan said Wilson will not would not have come back, um, even if the Capitals had one, and that uh, he was facing, um, you know, a surgery potentially. And it sounds like that he will not have to uh, face that at all. Tom Wilson acknowledged that he suffered a significant knee injury in game one. He had started working his way back when the season ended. Isn't sure if he'll need surgery or not. Uh, and we're hoping for nothing but the best for Tom Wilson. You know, he plays such a big role on this Capitals team. And, you know, if you ask an outsider that doesn't necessarily follow the team, what do you think about Tom Wilson? They think a tough guy or a guy that makes dirty hits or a guy that likes to throw it on and fight a lot. Well, he does that on occasion, but he also is a great goal scorer and I think is really kind of coming into his own. 
Uh, he's had a great uh, mentor in the form of Alex Ovechkin. And I think that you're, you saw a certain maturity uh, in Tom Wilson this year. And I look forward to see what he brings to this Capitals team in the fall. McClellan on the summer ahead. We've lost in the first round in the last four years. We're going to explore changes. I don't think anything is off the table. Mentioned scouring the trade market and spending in free agency where he expects to have some cap flexibility. And, uh, you know, you can expect that's probably some big names will move on and maybe that'll free up some cap space. But, you know, like I say, at the end of the day, I think that his job is on the line, too, because there were some glaring problems on this team that he didn't address, most notably in net. And, you know, you got to kind of wonder what kind of patience Ted Leonsis and Dick Patrick and the brain trust of the Washington Capitals is going to have with McClellan. Because if you go into a season knowing that you have a deficiency in that and you do nothing to rectify it, who does that fall on? Does that fall on Peter Laviolette? No, he's the coach of the team. Does it fall on the goalies? No, they can only play the game. It falls on the guy that makes the decisions on who's on the ice, who gets signed, who gets traded. And in this case, it is Brian McClellan. So, you know, if he doesn't shore up and make some changes, I ultimately think that his job is going to be on the line. You know, and I, I talked to some beat writers here and they said, well, I don't think there were a lot of options, but that is not for us to decide, you know, as an outsider or even guys that are beat writers that cover the team and are at all the press meetings. They don't know what goes on. I think that there are probably some pieces that could have moved that uh, would have allowed them to pick up a goalie. You know, you, you don't necessarily just have to look at free agents. There's the trade market out there. And, uh, you know, like I say, they're going to have to to fix a lot of open holes on this team. Obviously, what they did this past year did not work. And if the Capitals want to, you know, kind of maintain that legacy of always having a winning team and, you know, filling seats, that's what they're going to have to do. You take a look at the Washington Nationals, for example, that are in a rebuild, and they are in the list of the worst attendance. Uh, the Minnesota Twins and Pittsburgh Pirates, etc., are also in that list. Uh, I don't think that Ted Leonsis and uh, and the other owners, Dick Patrick, etc., I don't think that they're going to have a stomach for having a half-full Capital One arena. So then the other uh, major injury is with Nick Backstrom. And this one is a, you know, kind of a tough one because he is toying around with the idea of retirement. Uh, he was asked about it and, uh, you know, he didn't say that he necessarily would, but I don't think that anything is off the table for Nick Backstrom. Nick Backstrom is not sure what the next course of action will be for his hip rehab surgery. Sounds like it's all on, all on the table, but he's hopeful of getting closer to where he needs to be. That said, the hip is never going to be 100%. And, uh, you know, Nick Backstrom is on the wrong side of 30. And, uh, you know, he probably kind of has to question, you know, where do I fit on this Capitals team? I think that, you know, Nick Backstrom had a, a great year and was, you know, had a lot of milestones along with Alex Ovechkin. But he's not getting getting any younger, just like none of us are. And uh, it really remains to be seen what happens with him. Because with a Nick Backstrom, you know, that is Alex Ovechkin's right-hand man. He is the the center. He is the one that dishes those saucer passes as he slap shots at home. Backstrom talking about the season. He said on blown leads. That's obviously part of things that you've got to be to do to be more successful. You have to shut these teams down. I don't know what else to say. It's obviously on us. It's disappointing. And, you know, that was the hard part because I think that to a certain extent, you know, you looked at Alex Ovechkin and he kind of had that will and he put on that strong face. But, uh, you know, it, it's tough because, you know, this Washington Capitals team for many years, this group of players, this on the ice, 
they they knew what to do to win a game, and then it seems like the Washington Capitals did whatever they could possible to, to win this series, and they were not able to do it. Uh, they got outworked in most every single way in that Florida Panthers series, and that was kind of just like the true litmus test for this team that, you know, we did pick up some big wins throughout the season, but when the rubber hit the road, uh, they were not able to answer that bell when it, you know, when they had to. And, and you know, what I'm talking about here is the Florida Panthers in round one. So, like I say, there's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered. And then the other question mark is Carl Hagelin, who caught a stick blade in the left eye in early March, said he suffered a ruptured choroid. Uh, he had two procedures thus far and still faces a long road ahead. The Caps vet added that he won't get all of his vision back, but is hopeful that he can continue his career. And he is an optimistic guy, and he talked about that. And, you know, I hope for nothing but the best for Hagelin. Uh, you know, I'm not even just talking about his career uh, with the Washington Capitals, but I am talking about him as a person. You know, that that it's not always all about hockey. It's about him as a person. How is he going to do? Uh, you know, how is he going to maintain? You know, he said that, you know, for a few days after that, he had no vision in that eye. And how scary was that? Just a real fluke accident that he faced uh, at a Capitals practice. And, uh, you know, it, it makes me wonder, you know, there were um, rules. You know, if you look back a long ways, they didn't have to wear helmets. And then now they have to wear helmets. And then um, for a long time, they didn't have to wear visors. And now they at least have to wear visors. I wonder how far we are away from wearing the, the full frontal uh, cage like they do in college. And it makes you wonder, why don't they do that right now? You know, if you just take a look at all the accidents that and you know, injuries that have happened, you take a look at Carl in the, in the injury that he faced, but a lot of broken noses, a lot of broken teeth. You know, I don't know if it's aesthetically not pleasing, you know, not to see the player's face and just look at this big fence on the front of their face. I'm not really sure what the answer is there, but you got to imagine that the National Hockey League is probably looking at, you know, what are we going to do with these injuries? You know, the, you know, take a look at him. He could have lost his uh, his vision forever and at a practice note, you know, nonetheless. So I think that some changes do need to be made uh, as far as player safety is concerned. You know, it has to be of utmost importance. Um, and, uh, you know, you take a look at that and I'm really pulling for, for Carl and I hope that he is able to get his vision back, uh, you know, completely. Uh, I know he said it's not possible, but I sure hope that uh, he can make that recovery uh, that is needed. Uh, and then for this Washington Capitals to kind of, to, to, finish up this episode is that, you know, Caps Nation, we are going to have to get used to the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of the faces that we've known and loved, <clears throat> some of them might not be here next year. And we're going to have to be okay with that because what it's about is just looking for the future uh, for this Washington Capitals team. And I hope nothing but the best. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Just put a strong face on and knowing that whatever they do, it's going to be for the best. Now make your second listen locked on NHL from first round matchups to each Stanley cup kiss locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of locked on capitals. <laughs> 